May we have your attention, please? Over the last 20 years, the railway has made great strides to improve its safety performance. But there's always more to do. Leading health and safety on Britain's railway, first published in 2016, is part of the industry's strategy for improvement. It looks at 12 key risk areas where cross-industry collaboration is considered essential to achieve continual improvement. As we launch issue 3 in mid-2020, I talk with Doogie Hill and Jeff Spencer about what they've done to make collaboration work among a group of competing businesses. Doogie and Jeff, thank you both for joining me today. Welcome to the RSSB podcast. Could I ask you both to tell our listeners about your railway experience and what you're doing today? Doogie. Thanks, Ant. I'm Doogie Hill, Head of National Freight Strategy and Policy at Direct Rail Services. I have over 34 years in the rail industry, starting in 1986 as a traction trainee at Mullerwell Depot in Scotland. I progressed through the operational structure at the time to driver, traction inspector and train crew manager. I have been with DRS for nearly 19 years now and held positions within the operations team as senior operations manager and head of operations up to 2018, where I took up my current role as Head of National Freight Strategy and Policy. Also in April 2018, I took up the position as Chair of National Freight Safety Group, where I'm 27 months into the three-year term. Thank you very much, Doogie. And now, Jeff, please. Hello, I'm Jeff Spencer. I uh, started in the rail industry in 1986 as a traction trainee, so very similar to Doogie. At, uh, I was at Healy Mills. I did various uh, roles, train driver, train crew supervisor, traction inspector, um, quite a lot of stuff on the operational side as an area manager, regional ops manager. Went through privatisation with uh, EWS, as it was at the time, and I ended up there as the resources director when we were bought by Deutsche Bahn. Uh, and then I went to work in a European asset management role out in Mainz in Germany uh, for three years, and then came back to the UK as CEO of DB Schenker in 2013 and then retired from full-time employment in 2016 and i'm now a non-exec director at rssb at drs and i chair the national freight safety group steering group thank you both leading health and safety on britain's railway or lhsbr was first published in 2016 jeff could you tell me what the freight sector was doing at the time to reduce risk on the railway so we were working with NFSG, um, but above that, that was that was probably about it. We were doing our own things as freight operators. Uh, I, I mean, I remember being in the role at DB at the time and signing the strategy and talking to the other MDs at one of the freight boards saying that we've signed up to work collaboratively. We used to cooperate because we had a duty of cooperation through ROGS, but nothing, uh, if you like, on a voluntary basis. So it was something new for us. I was stepping down at the time from DB I talked to Network Rail and the MDs about, look, if we're going to do this and we've all signed up to it, we need to do something different. And that's where we came up with the role of the steering group, which I stepped into and put a link for the governance between NFSG and the freight board. Getting agreements to collaborate is a great first step, but how did you address the practicalities of getting a group of competing businesses to work together? I think rail freight's probably the most competitive part of the rail industry, actually. So it's pretty difficult. Uh, to do that and the first step we took was to 
to write up a charter of how we were going to work and what we we're going to work and uh, for the future. And a key part of that was protecting competition, but at the same time working collaboratively. And we shouldn't underestimate that. And that's something we'll probably come on to later in, in the podcast about the difficulties around that. Because what that does give us is some gray areas. Businesses that are fairly immature in the collaborative piece, you know, tend to use anything as a competitive advantage. And, and it, rail freight being such a competitive market, it's quite easy to throw anything into that category. So one of the roles that we do have with the work through the steering group is to try and narrow that gray area, to try and define more what safety we should be sharing and try and protect the competitive side of that. Writing the charter and actually getting the MDs and CEOs to sign up to it was really important for us. It showed that they were they were serious about it and it's also enabled us to go back and have difficult conversations at times around some of the issues, things around people have committed to do. We needed to make sure that we got the right balance with them as well in some of the difficulties in achieving things, particularly around some of the top five projects. Another key issue for us in making this work was the engagement with stakeholders. So with ORR and RSSB, and being clear about what we were trying to achieve. I think we were probably a little bit too optimistic to start with in some of the times that we were trying to achieve some of these projects in. And also the, the fact that there's a lot of engagement with the individual FOX and MDs and trying to get them and convince them that we're trying to do the right things and that what we're doing won't, in fact, harm their businesses, but will become an enabler to protect firstly, but enhance the reputation of rail freight. And, and one of the examples we use around that is probably Via Reggio in Italy. So where there's been a serious rail freight accident, people very rarely remember the name of the operator, but they do reflect and remember that there's been a serious incident involving a rail freight company. And as we were trying to look at modal shift for freight, freight companies in the future as an area of growth, we certainly need to do to, to protect and enhance the reputation. And that, that was one of the key objectives as well. If our listeners read LHSBR, they will see that there's a section specific to freight, which is freight derailment, but that's not the only collaboration area that affects the freight sector. Doogie, could you tell us about the other areas that the NFSG, the National Freight Safety Group, is working on? Yeah, sure. Early collaboration started when we held our first freight sector risk work workshop. This was hosted by our SSB colleagues, and the aim being to risk assess and identify a common to all freight risk profile. The outputs from the workshop allowed NFSG to develop and introduce their freight integrated plan for safety. The plan which NFSG review annually identifies the common to all top freight risks associated with freight operations, their interface with infrastructure managers and other transport operators. The plan recognises that individual NFSG member companies are responsible and shall continue to manage specific risks associated with their scope of operations. However, the integrated plan has been designed around collaborative working and sharing of best practice amongst freight operators. Freight top risk projects are identified within the Freight Integrated Plan for Safety. NFSG then appoint project leads and working groups from within the freight sector to develop risk reduction and mitigation programs against these top risk projects. We also engage with the Real Freight Operations Group who are really our operational practitioners as they are part of the freight collaborative structure and report into 
NFSG on their operational freight safety activities. Thank you, Doogie. It sounds as though you've developed some very good working practices. Are there any particular successes that our listeners might be interested in? Yeah, we have some notable successes that uh, are worth sharing. Our cross-industry freight derailment project was a key and of some significance. The cross-industry group worked extremely collaboratively to deliver against the risk project scope. Mitigation and risk reduction programmes and initiatives were introduced, which are backed up by industry data, showing they have delivered beneficial safety improvements. This has permitted the group to produce a comprehensive closeout report to move from risk project to business as usual. The business as usual report has been approved by the RDG Freight Board and is awaiting endorsement from the ORR. Some of our other successes include the managing of freight fatigue working group. They developed and implemented a code of practice our common safe systems of work. We have agreed and introduced a common template for use within the FOX and our road risk project team have been working with driving for better business and have created a 10-step plan. Thank you, Doogie. You mentioned a moment ago that RSSB supports the National Freight Safety Group by facilitating its meetings, but what else has it done to help NFSG achieve its objectives to deliver a better, safer railway? RSSB colleagues play an active part and work closely with NFSG. Their support and professional knowledge and assistance is extremely valuable and have contributed in some of the following areas. They hosted and facilitated the original freight workshop, which I mentioned earlier. They developed and produced a freight scorecard, providing the freight safety performance data, which includes for on and off network events. They provide the meeting management and administration support for the freight sector meetings, and that includes NFSG, the steering group, and the RFOG also. Thank you, Doogie, for letting us know about that. That kind of support would be available to any other groups that need help with implementing collaboration. So, Doogie, that's... uh, engagement from RSSB, but obviously you've had to work hard with your colleagues from around the freight sector. Can you give us some examples of what went well in actually pulling all that together? I think developing and implementing a freight governance and collaboration structure has certainly improved the cooperation and maturity of NFSG as an industry group and our sharing of information and best practice. And it allows us to maintain focus on the delivery of the freight charter. As mentioned earlier, moving the high-risk cross-industry freight derailment project to business as usual will be an achievement and an example of the benefits of collaborative working. And also, the commitment from the project leads and working group members on the risk projects is to be commended. These colleagues, all with busy day jobs, are driving safety change within the freight sector voluntarily, developing and delivering risk mitigation programmes against our common to all freight risks. Jeff, do you have any words of advice that you can give? I think I would start by saying 
yeah, collaborations driven by a willingness of others to take part. There's, there's no legal driver for us to do this, but it is a strategy that we've all signed up for to make our industry more healthier and safer. So when you're competing, certainly on the freight side, that can be quite difficult and it'd be challenging. So I would say to people, you know, don't give up and believe in the long-term upside. You know, when you, Dougie's mentioned some of the projects there, they're difficult to get over the line, but when you have, they're well worth the effort. And, and every time you learn and you do that, they do become easier. It does feel at times it can be like herding cats. I think that's the, the nature of industry. Uh, you know, quite often we're driven by consensus uh, across the different industry groups. And we talk about encouraging people to participate, not just to be attendees. So don't come and have your sandwich and your cup of coffee and go home again. Actually get the points across and let's have the difficult discussions and thrash things out. And I think probably at the start for us, we didn't have enough of those difficult discussions. I think we certainly do now. I think as the groups have developed and matured, we find ourselves able to do that. One bit as well, I think we were, we were weak on to start with, but we are improving on. There's no way we're good enough yet, but we need to get better at is understanding the risks versus the benefits. So the development of the business cases around some of the things that we might need to change to help us to deliver the strategy. And I think dealing facts, not emotions, because when you've got competing businesses and, you know, the pandemic has, has done horrible things to the industry and the freight industries, you know, is particularly impacted there as well. You know, it, it does sometimes drive people's behavior a little bit different from where you've matured to. So dealing with those facts and not in those emotions and go back to what I said about the difficult discussions, you know, let's get back on track and do things. But sometimes it might take a little bit longer. And I think the other thing I would say is, is one other bit for us is to learn to use some of the industry groups better. Sometimes we might have duplicated it, but we do need to probably get a better understanding of where the industry groups can help us, where we can help them, and how we get the you know the best bang for the book. Because some of the, the freight organisations are particularly lean organisations. And then finally, I, I would say you know we, we've gone out and looked at a couple of industries, and the Mineral Products Association in the construction industry is one. And just look at what you know collaborative working looks like when it's working really well and when it's matured. You know, go out and look how other people do it well and, uh, you know, do what we do and steal with pride. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you both. From what you've told us today, it's clear that positive and effective collaboration, even among competing companies, is possible. That's not to say it's without its barriers, but you have learned and very kindly shown us that by keeping your eye on the end goal with strong, committed leadership and by taking things one step at a time, you can achieve great results. Again, I'll say thank you to Doogie Hill and Jeff Spencer for sharing your stories and practical experience about how collaborative working can help deliver a better, safer railway. And thank you all for listening. I hope you've found this interesting. If you have any comments on this podcast or any other thoughts, please email me at podcasts at rssb.co.uk. Until the next time, thank you again for listening and goodbye. Thank <laughs> you.